electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. China finally loosens those COVID restrictions, but the trade data add fuel to worries about global recession. Futures are weak, although we did trim some losses on this continued decline in unit labor costs for Q3. Uh, that begins our roadmap this morning, those e- easing COVID restrictions. China's pulling back from that zero COVID policy. Plus, Morgan Stanley is joining the chorus of layoffs. We'll give you some details on that. And shares of Paramount, they are down again in the pre-market. This followed yesterday's big drop. We'll uh, share an exclusive that we did with Paramount CEO Bob Backish. Let's begin with China this morning. Uh, pretty much the top story, relaxing those COVID restrictions, moving away from zero COVID, po- following those protests. Although, Jim, uh, the trade data, the biggest slump in oh, two and a half years or so. I mean, look, they had to pivot. They had to find it a way to be able to save face. Now, I know there are people who keep saying that there's opposition. You know, they just coordinated the guy. I think what does matter is the restriction where you had to take a test before you went anywhere else, that's over. So you can go to the Hainan, the Hawaii of China, and no longer take a test, which might have said that you had COVID, and therefore you had to go to an encampment, to the, uh, a camp. I think that the opening of Hainan, which is the the vacation paradise of China, yes. signifies to me that back to normal. And if it's back to normal, then whatever numbers you saw, David, that were negative are the, are the bottom. Right. Uh, although, as Carl said, uh, you did have exports and imports both contracting at steeper paces in November than had been anticipated. Now, you're looking at a number of the shares this morning. You can see, though, the move up there. I mean, we've had a, a very a significant rally in China-related right. stocks big over run. the last few weeks as first there was... Well, maybe they will start to ease, uh, but it was very much unclear. Then there were the protests, and then there have been the real concrete steps towards easing that policy. That, of course, has in part contributed to what we're looking at right here, which is a, has been a significant cut in demand uh, in China that has resulted in very weak economic numbers. Well, but the, what, the economic numbers are a thing of the past. Yes, they're, they're, they're backward-looking, of course. Yeah, I mean, Carl... It's a major change. We've been waiting for a way for President Xi to be able to save face. It became very easy. All he had to do was say this strain is not as bad as the flu. So let's open our economy up. Maybe zero COVID in the eyes of zero bad COVID worked. Uh, it's hard to know. Uh, FT's got a piece this morning looking at some modeling suggesting they could be in for a very tough winter of COVID death. No, I'm no longer buying 50,000 a day, I'm according no to some models. I, I now feel that, uh, I feel that Omicron is just simply not like the others. But that's, that's our, that's our <coughs> issue with I, a, I understand. Uh, got prior immunity, prior infection. They, have they don't of have that. I know, but uh, okay, I, to be very specific about them, you'll never know it. True enough. You'll never know it. I mean, maybe they'll label it flu. 
I mean, we have more, we may have more flu deaths this year than we have from on They might. They They've just called flu. More recently, been changing the uh, the rhetoric around around the virus, right? Indicating that it is not nearly as deadly as it had been. Uh, but to Carl's point, there is still the possibility of well, significant death, particularly among an elderly population well, yes, that has yet to be absolutely. fully vaccinated, and even when they have been, are vaccinated. Uh, a, a vaccine that is not as effective right. as well, the ones used in the West. Okay, so we had a so, million people die. Yeah, I mean, listen. 400,000, I'm sure. The only okay. real question, Jim, is whether you believe it. Are they are they truly going to do all that they seem to be doing? Because there still is some doubt amongst the investor base that they're actually going to follow through on this. Well, it's more of we shall see. Well, I think that it's better than where we were two weeks ago. We act as if, I mean, this yeah. is like, it reminds me of oil. When oil was at 120, it was going to 150. Okay, three weeks ago, we thought China would never open. Now you're able to go to Hawaii, the Chinese Hawaii. I mean, can we just admit that there are things that are changing that are positive? I know it's dangerous. Is this a positive, though? Well, isn't, this, isn't this going to be inflationary, potentially? Oh, their, their economy is so deflationary right now, they got to save it. <laughs> okay. They're in a massive deflationary spiral, okay. not, unlike, not unlike pre-Weimar. So let's just say that they got a... So too early to worry about it having an inflationary they, they impact. Master, they could have major defaults in their entire property sector, which is falling apart. Although to your point, it could have an inflationary impact on oil, right? Well, I still think that they'll use more oil. They'll go places. I mean, they put 11 million was, barrels a day. That narrative was left out. Look, okay, let me, let, me, let me step back for a second. Please. Many things that we regarded as positive when the market was going higher are now regarded as negative because the market's going lower because we didn't get through the 200-day. I kid you not. We have so many trend followers in this market right now, David, that when things are bad for five days, suddenly information that we think is good is now bad. And I'm not playing that game. I'm not saying that something that was good is now bad because the market's going down. That's not A sane man is judged insane in an insane society, Jim. (laughs) Hey, you know that I got that? You guys been using that app? The one, the one where, where you sing with Apple Music? I did the, the, the new one, the CPD, you know that? I said I wanted a poem about Mad Money. I produced a poem. I'm going to produce something about you. It'll be better than you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's incredible. It's yeah, in the it's, New York it Times. It is amazing. I did it. The I did AI a poem channel. about Mad Money. Started off with Booyah. I mean, <laughs> this thing is smarter than anything. So I can do one of yours, and it'll start out with skepticism and then lead to Paramount and Backish and then head back to me. <laughs> Done. Before it starts texting in the middle of the show. Right. right. Soon enough, we will be replaced by AI. And oh, no, you'll no. Be, you'll be like a blow-up figure. I'll well, be able I, I to just they'll, I mean, I, they'll I inflate that, us and we'll talk. And I thought that Musk was headed that way, but he apparently is a degree bogged down by Twitter. I keep hearing this. Jim, we mentioned um, the unit labor costs came down 2-4. Uh, in Q1, it was 8-5. I thought that was great, but you know what? The futures are down, so it must not be that good. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to play stupid. Carl. I guess my my question is: in the next five days, we've got UMish, PPI, CPI, yeah, used a, cars. It's a go on. Look, do you think do you think the market's coiling on data that will be cooler than we think? Yes, you do. I absolutely do, and I I feel that what's happened is when you speak to trucking companies, when you speak to companies that are involved in say waste management, when you speak to companies that are involved in anything e-commerce, what they say is. We don't want you. We have all the people we need, and that's how wage that's how wage stabilization occurs. But people look at the Nasdaq futures and they say, "I must be wrong." I'm not. I I, I don't. What what? What could be so important? I'm 
what do you mean, what's going I'm, I'm, why are you always so focused on what I'm looking because at? Because you're my partner. Okay. I like you very much. Well, I like you very much, too. Thank you. Well, here's what I'm reading. A, a note that, that just indicated, you know, we had Bank America yesterday at a, at a conference. Um, signs of consumer weakness with spending starting to slow. Consumer right. deposit balances are starting to come down as right. well. Uh, we've obviously talked a great deal about uh, private credit funds hitting redemption limits, whether it's BRE or, uh, or, uh, or, or SREIT or BCRED, or you go through a lot of them. Um, the journal article yesterday by Nick, right? Oh, oh yeah, he's All the right. oracle. Nick. Risk wage he's growth or higher inflation, labor intensive Don't service sectors of the economy could lead more of them to support raising the benchmark rate above 5%. No, but he's I'm just, just going through but, here but some is, things. Is, that he a, intri- is, is Powell a ventriloquist and this guy's a dummy? I'm tired of that too. I'm tired of that too. Just because you're tired of it doesn't mean you're going to be right. No. No, what I'm looking at is empirical. Okay. So when Nordstrom says things are more competitive, when Ollie's doesn't deliver a great quarter, when Morgan Stanley is laying people off, when the only positive note I get this morning is Lululemon, when Dave and Buster says the current quarter is not going well, I conclude, wait a second, things are a little slower. But none of those positive. No, uh, Dave and Buster's comps are tracking three. Uh, prior quarter 13, we saw the downgrades of Trip and Expedia and Airbnb. The, the Airbnb was, I'm, I'm urging people not to read Airbnb because they, you won't travel. Because what it basically says is, no, people stop traveling, don't you travel. I, I mean, I'm trying to book a, a holiday vacation. And I read these things and I just said, you know what, if I cancel, maybe like two weeks from now, I'll get a better one. I mean, the, the research today is, pos- is positively as negative as I've seen which typically means to me that things are getting overdone. The only positive comment was something that was wrong about how applied materials is the one to buy. There's nothing with the, with the, with the, with the chip glut. There's no reason whatsoever to buy how about materials. How about toll? I mean, we're going to get, we'll get to well, a lot of these later. Toll is interesting because toll, we, we have the conference call. Now, I happen to think that the world dug yearly, but when we look at toll, they did have a lot of people, I mean, they had a huge number of, of uh, they had top, top and bottom like beat, but there's, the buyers are on the sidelines. Buyers on the sidelines. The numbers were not that good in the future. Yeah. Yep. Uh, orders, uh, contracts down 60, but they did talk about lumber being cheaper, going to make but, it easier to build. What's so incredible is that you never would think that the gross margins would be going up right now. It should be the opposite, okay? Gross margins should be squeezed, uh, but they don't have enough, you know, the country doesn't have enough homes, which brings me once again, David, back to the story of this moment, which is B-Read. Really? You want to come back to that? You did it on the show yesterday, too, didn't you? I, look, okay. So let's say you talk to a wealthy individual at any, at any of these firms. What do you think they owned? It's like the common thing that they owned was B-Read. Well, because Jonathan Gray and Blackstone were the finest, smartest. You went in. It gave, it gave, it gave high net worth investors B-Read. access to levels of private equity, real estate investment well, that they didn't previously well, have. It they was discovered? through RIAs, right, this channel. A lot of them may not have been aware that they couldn't necessarily get their money out of certain limits. Or I, By the way, it was a part of B-Read from the very beginning. It's it not as though something nefarious has happened here. Um, and it is being covered very closely now suddenly after I t- was talking about the enormous inflows into this, unlike anything we've seen really in many ways, for, for the last year or plus. Again, the product has been around for five plus years, but the inflows you know, uh, during the spring even, during a low, very low rate environment, yes, were incredibly high billions and it's very high net fee uh, income 
for Blackstone, and that has resulted in part as to why Blackstone's down. In fact, you even today, the- Jim, you've got an analyst who lowered his rating on the stock last week coming in uh, and cutting again, cutting gross inflow. This is CSFB and redemption assumptions further for both BCred and BREIT reflecting worsening data points since they're downgrade and worsening macro. Okay, how's the, uh, what, what were they marked yet? Were they marked it, uh, how are the markings there? Well, the marks are going to come and they're going to be lower, one would expect. Okay, yes. so let's look at this as, as something. How big? But why are you, I, I am curious as to why rents. you think this is so central. Because others would argue this is important. It's right, a story think, that we've, I've been focused on for some time. That said, it's just one small part of... of it's a pastiche. So you have uh, Bezos saying batten down the houses. You have you, your hatches, whatever. J.P. Morgan, you had, I mean, I can, you can say whatever you want. The takeaway of, of uh, Jamie Dimon was you got to be really careful because some bad times are coming. And then you have wealthy individuals in these products to get, in, get additional income. Not unlike, by the way, in 2008, I usually don't like to just go back to 2008. By the way, there were also some Asian institutions, unknown to us, frankly, that owned significant amounts that, that redeemed. But and they, in part may have been responsible for why they hit that 5% of the quarter I, limit. For I'm just saying that this, and, and you know, what you, someone was using that canary in the coal mine thing with you yesterday. I hate that. Yeah, that was on, on fast. Yeah. Canary? They no. Using canaries. Really, canary, you see, they have like devices. Right. There are Mind devices. safety. But what matters to me is, is that this is what, when you beat wealthy individuals, I don't. I have not met a wealthy individual who wasn't in this thing. Hmm. I, I mean, I can't believe this. This thing was like, um, it, it was like cash. It still has a four yes, and a half, it was like still cash. Still has a four and a half percent dividend yield. Yeah, and, it, and capital put, appreciation. Can so, it yes. can it put pressure on rents? I don't know. I think it can. I don't know. The pressure on rents would occur as a result of dump. Got to get out, sell, and it's a win for. That's why I say a broader prestige win for Powell. Carvana, huge win for Powell. Is there a Carvana way to get shares. lower, lower uh, cost? Carvana basically Carvana's, is Hertz. Carvana I mean, has a lot of cars. Carvana, if Carvana goes, so to speak, David. Yeah, well, we, that seems we, to be uh, beginning have, the prevailing wisdom. Carvana shares are going to be down sharply okay, so again. Just on we're, that news that Apollo and PIMCO have gotten together to, to make sure they have the same negotiating position on, on the that? debt. But all I can tell you is, is that bankruptcy. these are things that the Fed will talk about it more. And they're happening. And what, suddenly they're negative because the futures are negative. And that's a bad way to invest. Yep. That definitely sets the tone as we're down four straight days on the S&P, three straight on the NAS. When we come back, uh, don't miss David's exclusive with Paramount's Bob Backish. Stock down double digits since the beginning of the week uh, on the heels of Backish's comments about the quarter yesterday. We'll get to names like Carvana, downgraded again today uh, by Webbush to a $1 target. More Squawk on the Street in a minute. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. 
Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back. Story in the market yesterday was uh, the continued tumult in the ad market having an impact on all the stocks that you see right there. Over the last week, I mean, take a look at some of the losses. The latest, you know, we had Jeff Shell, of course, who runs NBCU, talking about a weak ad market at a UBS uh, media conference. And then yesterday, um, about 11 o'clock Eastern, Bob Backer, CEO of Paramount, also coming out and saying essentially, hey, you know what? The fourth quarter is not going to be better than the third quarter. Why was that important? Well, he and I had sat down at a Goldman Sachs conference in the middle of September in which Backish had been relatively positive uh, in his uh, thoughts about the future ad market. And so I asked him, what changed? We're just not seeing that improvement that we had hoped. Uh, and so as a result, today I, I indicated the fact that we're going to come in a little lighter in the fourth quarter than we did in the third quarter. We said we'd be about comparable performance. The market values certainty. So they don't like uncertainty. And um, there's a lot going on in the broader economy, in media and transition and TV versus streaming. And so people don't like that in general. And when they don't like that in general, they err on the side of conservative versus yeah. aggressive. Of course, they've been selling this stock for quite some time. And Paramount's not alone. You've seen the weakness we just showed you over the last week in Disney and Roku, Roku. Uh, and in many others. Of course, Roku's go- got that platform, but it's... Yeah. They can't be encouraging. I mean, the ad market, you know, later in the day, I had another conversation with another media executive. Let me just make sure. I I mean, the ad market is imploding. Imploding. (laughs) That's what somebody said to me. Did you see that? Backish did not say that, but, you know, there's no spot market right now. Have you looked at the crypto ads where they are? No. They dropped 80% from the first quarter. Crypto is a giant advertiser. Gemini went 8.5 million to to 2,500. No, it's a good point. Crypto is an important component of overall advertising budgets, and a lot of it's they gone away. Most, I mean, that's what people A lot of it's wanted. gone away. And David, you can take a look at Paramount places. shares. I mean, uh, the destruction that's, of value in this name and so many others. You go back to CBS and Viacom and the combined market cap of that company and where it is now. And then, of course, you had the Archegos. Can never forget that. Where they did manage to sell, what, over $2 billion worth of stock. Um, but it's, it's not been a pretty story. Okay, so let's just go over this for a second. Sure. There is probably no asset as important in TV as NFL. NFL there is may the king. be no better presentation of the NFL than in CBS. Hmm. This used to be the way that you were able to talk about your schedule. Yep. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I think anyone who watches uh, CBS, I don't know a single person who would say it isn't among the best, fantastic presentations. Are you telling me that it's done nothing for Paramount? No, I'm not telling you that. In oh, no, fact, good. their you content are. slate and the NFL well, and Yellowstone and movies such as Maverick, of course, uh, they had a great year in content. Well, then what more do people want? They had a great year in content. Then why don't people like the stuff? It's an interesting question. Right now, they're not generating a lot of free cash flow. Their costs are very high. They're going to peak next year when it comes to streaming, all of which we talked to Backish about and you'll hear about later in the next hour. Are, there's just Jim, too so, many venues to advertise and, and, that? And there's a lot of debt. You heard it about streaming. And obviously, right now, you've got pressure because the ad market is quite weak. Well, why do people like Netflix so much? Well, um, Wednesdays turned out to be maybe one of their biggest hits ever, yes. and maybe surpassing even Squid Game. Sarandos yesterday talking about the ad product he described as a crawl, walk, run scenario where they are rapidly gaining steam. I think Sarandos is the exact polar opposite of Backish. Everything that comes out of Sarandos is quite exciting. 
I think Netflix is a really interesting stock because of what they're saying. It's very creative. They don't have any NFL, and yet they're still doing incredibly well. And he said live sports, not interested, not really. Interested. Yeah, no way to Doesn't make that work. Doesn't want to be involved in that world. Live sports is fascinating as a prospect, again, because of the cost that it's imposed on the cable bundle in part. And to your point, the NFL sits alone in terms of as this product. I mean, it has no and then all these things. other sports. I still don't understand how baseball is pulling off, how these players are pulling off getting record contracts. Judge, oh, no, judge, judge. That's that's Meanwhile, the sports no. rights. I mean, have you that's seen that. the Sinclair RSN thing? It's basic, it's it's restructuring. I mean, there's no the, money the, there anymore. The, that whole world has changed. That's just a group of rich people. It's no longer people who care. I look right. at the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, it's it, like we're run like, by. Right. How much God, Steve, will Stevie Cohen be willing to lose this year on the New York Mets? We hope a lot. <laughs> a lot. Right. You want him to lose more than Philadelphia, and certainly he's got to lose at San, least two hundred million. More than San Francisco. He's doing. Saying. He's Aaron doing a public Judge good. But I was looking at Aaron Judge, and I was comparing him to Paramount. I think you'd be a buyer of Judge, and you'd be a seller of Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll maybe talk more about that deal this morning. Pretty incredible. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Uh, busy Wednesday taking shape. One more look at futures. Don't go away. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. As Jim said a moment ago, uh, market largely treating bad news as bad last couple days, although futures trying to reverse uh, back to the flat line, coming off the worst two-day session for the Dow since October. Opening bell in a couple of minutes. Welcome back. Uh, let's squeeze in a mad dash. we got an opening bell two minutes from now. Uh, Campbell Soup has reported uh, first quarter earnings. Yes. Now, uh, stock's already up 21% for the year. Mark Klaus has done a remarkable job. He delivered double-digit growth. He big raise in fiscal year 2023 guidance, uh, seven to nine percent growth, having four to six percent growth forecast. Uh, a lot of it uh, inflationary, meaning that he raised prices, but the prices stuck. Uh, by the way, supply chain problems come down, and this is what you see when tail tailwinds develop from where there were headwinds, which is a remarkable company, remarkable stock. I think it's both the sauces and the soups that are doing well. And this is also your stay at home. And their product's pretty good. I've got them on tonight. I've got a lot of their product. And I think that Mark Klaus, uh, who served in the military, by the way, one of the, one of the people we, sell, we celebrate on uh, Veterans Week. But David, this is what should be happening and will happen to a lot of companies when, when the supply chain problems go away. And frankly, their costs go up, but they can outrun the cost because they have a superior product. Well, supply chain is getting better. There's yes, no doubt is. about that. No, but, and, and yet they're not cutting price. They don't have to. Right. Uh, because they've got superior products that people like. Is the reduction in inflation we're starting to see a result of supply chain more than it is anything else? Yes. Uh, their actual raw costs still other raw costs that are going up, but they're raising prices and the consumers buy it. Now, this is J-PAL's nightmare. I mean, obviously, what what they're saying is, listen, you're going to pay more for soup. But what's great, Carl, what's great in this is that 
this is a very this is what shows you when a very well run company improves its product and has a new audience which likes snacking because they're not working Fridays. It's a work from home play that's the exact opposite of many that we've seen. It's been improved. It's pretty amazing. Uh, they take 16 points of price, volume down only one, um, which is like where's the trade down that Doug McMillan keeps oh, talking no about? Trade down. And I think one reason no trade down. If you go to the store, you know that Campbell's is better than it used to be. I mean, and that's Mark Klaus. He has made a lot of different things. There's just, I can't. Well, I can't say enough good things about what this man has done to this company. Uh, he sent us a care package of all the new things they have. And this is just, it's a rejuvenating Campbell's. They had really kind of fallen on hard times. Uh, Snyder Lance, by the way, he's figured out how to make that good, and I just think that the, his pedal brand, Cape Cod uh, potato chips, Hanover pretzels, these are all taking space in supermarkets. He is winning. He is competitive, as I've ever seen. He got out of things that weren't working, and I think he's about as good as you get in that industry. That's a pretty good-looking chart for the, the year. The new Christmas Milanos. To die for. Really? Better than this, than, than um, my Starbucks Christmas latte. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Try those out. Oh, you've got to. Oh. I mean, they're so unbelievably good. About 150 calories per two. So you can have two, and you'll be okay. Uh, can you have 10? No, then you're like a blimp line. Because I have Why 10. Why do you do that? Sorry, Carl. No. I take the Lily product. Interrupt you with discussions of my cookie habits. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we got other corporate results to, to get through. Yeah, Campbell's we is one. Always. How about Southwest? I was going to get dividend. You reinstating the dividend. So First again, airline to do sorry, it. doesn't fit with the negative narrative. A dividend from from a Southwest Air. I mean, you know what? How about MongoDB? How about the? Now it's a one-day thing, but MongoDB is someone that pivoted toward profitability. Yesterday it was GitLab. We have companies doing what we've asked them to, but no, we've chosen to not focus on them because of the overall Jamie Dimon, uh, Bezos gloom. What do you mean we're not focusing on them? We're focused on it right now. Well, no, but he's pivoted. That Look at pivoted. MongoDB. It's down 66% for but the he, year, he even with a 23% he hadn't pivoted. He was, he was one of those guys today. He said, listen, I'll lose more than everybody else, and that's how I win. That game is over. Right. I don't want to see 100%. I do not want to see 100% growth anymore. I want to see 7% profitability. Because that says you'll make it. And when you deal with these executives who are still in the pre-pivot mode, you listen to them and you listen to them. And then you say, you know what, guys? I want profitability. They said, no, we're too busy growing. I said, no, because profitability equals viability. I don't want the year 2000 when people just said, listen, we don't care about profitability, and next thing you know, they didn't exist. So a company like MongoDB, which had been in free fall because they were only interested in land and expand, what are they, like the Sixth Army in the Solomon Islands, for heaven's sake? Now they're focused on making money, and we like it. Uh, that is a surprise profit, 23 cents. Street was looking for a 17-cent loss. He will be a delight. I know when I had him on during the growth period, and it was painful. Because I wanted him, his stock to do well because he's such a sensational guy. And he's going to tell you all the things that Dara's trying to do, that Nikesh Aurora's doing. It will be a delightful interview, and I can't wait to listen to it. Interesting. I wonder what do you think it means for tech um, as we watch that. I don't know if you noticed Toma Bravo raising some more money for a tech fund. 
this morning. That's getting they've some raised thirty-two point yeah. four billion dollars. Obviously, one being a flagship new flagship fund, twenty-four plus billion. There's still a lot of money out there for uh, for the right um, private equity. Obviously, they have a strong track record. Pal does not Bravo. want to hear that. Do not. We got a pro pal show here, and then you bring that up. Let's like let's just leave that out. Why? Because we want people to know that the trade down war, that Ollie's isn't trading down enough. Ollie's is too expensive. You know, I booked the last days of the Third Reich. I bought Ollie's and it was water, you know, it had been in a fire or water, or whatever. I paid 49 cents for it. For the, for the last days of the yeah, Third Reich? Unbelievable. Yeah. That's a not bad, but I, I think that's probably the going rate for that book. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't because it was water soaked? No. I got you can get it for there. 99 cents anywhere. I got tarps anywhere. there, and there was not a single hole in any of the tarps. Win, win. Wait, was it the rise and fall of the Third Reich? Which one was it? No, no the, that's Shire. That's yeah, a big, Shire. No, no, that's a great book. Yeah. This is just the last days. Oh. Rise and fall no, is a I'm great just book. Giving you, I, I'm giving you a show today, my own view of the show, which just says that there's a lot of negatives but right. the negatives that we've been waiting for. Let me give you a negative and, we've been waiting for. Uh, Let me, no, is it crypto? No, no. We, uh, we mentioned it, it a little Carvana? earlier. Yes, you got it. Carvana. Carvana. There's, a, there's a tower in power right side of Philadelphia. Past that, it's a just kind of a vending machine, except for uh, Diet Coke comes out now. I have no idea what you were just talking about. But have you I ever have, seen a Carvana vending machine? No. Big, big towers of cars. Have you ever oh, put the dollar bill yes, in yes. the cars? Have you ever left 87th Street in, <laughs> in Columbia? Columbia? I mean, no. do you ever go like go to even like go to the West Side Highway? Uh, yeah, I do. I go up that West Side well, Highway. Well, I've gone up that West Side Highway like thousands of times. FDR, no. Always take the middle lane during rain. David, always. Take I-95. Very dangerous otherwise. Take I-95 right before you get to Comcast Center. There is a giant tower, oh. and it's full of cars. Okay. And it's also full of of Carvana. Got it. Thank you for explaining to both me <laughs> and to our viewers. Uh, there's a look at uh, Carvana shares. Why are they down so much? Oh my well, God, the David. latest the latest is a story uh, uh, from Bloomberg saying that Apollo and Pimco have uh, uh, are in a pact to prevent creditors from brawling over a potential bankruptcy. Here, in other words, these two very large creditors have gotten together, will act together in negotiations with the company. And so by acting together, they may be able to very much get what they want. Now, by the way, this is not uh, Apollo. Remember, last May, last want, May, you can go back want, and see where the stock was. Actually, so they put in $1.6 billion. They came in to buy almost half of a, a bond offering then. They accepted a yield of about 10.25%. I think we got a halt right now, in fact. And uh, is it a halt on oh. price or is it a halt on a news? Volatility. Okay. Volatility. Yeah. Um, but there is an expectation here that bankruptcy could uh, could be coming, and obviously, put a lot of money Apollo. In. And I, I I reported this a, a few weeks ago. Apollo was very active in the bond market, buying up the debt of Carvana to try to put itself in an advantageous position in case of a bankruptcy, uh, because of the 1.6 billion it had already purchased. Obviously, that it shouldn't have, because it did so at a nice yield, but. Jim, as you pointed out, they would have been better off putting it in B-Read or anything else. It shouldn't be B-Read, um, yeah. And so, but by bulking up in the capital structure, they obviously put themselves in a more advantageous position with a potential bankruptcy filing. Stocks halted volatility right now. We've talked a, a great deal about the pressures Carvana is facing, and we'll see. We've got to analyze that with our dollar price target today. So this is not a secret that, well, that this Jonas, is a real possibility. Jonas nailed this thing. 
with that with that zero target. Yeah, Adam Jonas at Morgan Stanley. Ten cent, ten cent bear case. Ten cent bear yeah. case. He did a great job on that. So and, that'll be the equity recovery. Uh, and value. I've got to tell you, the Mannheim index came out again for used cars. They're back, starting to really fall in price. Used cars are very important uh, in the different indices, and I think that people don't realize this outfit was many ways who hurts with dump cars do. That does not that doesn't bode poorly for Hertz because Carvana will still in bus- be in business, but in a new form. In a new form. Well, it's not going to be, it's not a Chapter 7. No, not, of course not. not. It, it, by the way, they haven't said anything, and we don't want to, no, you know, there's still wanna, another four and a half dollars left in the Right, stock. I mean, they're a viable company. For all we know, they could pull out. Well, they over-levered, though, and, you know, they made, made some poor early, decisions. Too early to buy? Excuse me? Too early to buy it. Too early to buy Carvana, yes. In the meantime, as everyone gets negative, take the bellwether stock of this era which is ServiceNow, because that's one that is a very good SaaS company. And it's up today, even though the breeding of negativity is endless. Endless. Thank Somebody you, sent me a picture Diamond. of their Carvana Tower on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There is it that is. the one in Philly? Must, I don't know. How many Oh, my it? God. It's so great. It's filled with cars. It's just, it's a happy machine. <laughs> um, your point, though, Jim, about ServiceNow, I mean, productivity, uh, eight-tenths prior three-tenths, um, and that's with the layoff news we've gotten. We were going to mention it earlier. Well, so but we have, there's a brown foreman that are down, okay? It's down $3.60. Some, now, some of the supply chain. Now, the numbers actually look ahead of me, but that's expensive. JDS, Jack Daniels, is expensive. And, you know, people don't want... I'm saying that there's trade down everywhere. Now, I think the brown foreman really wasn't really as bad as people think, but the stock is down pretty precipitously. But I just keep seeing what the Fed wants, and yet no one gives Powell credit for having it going in the right direction because people can't handle any inflation at all. I mean, they'll say, oh, Campbell's, it's all made up by inflation. No, because what would happen if the product wasn't good enough, then people wouldn't buy it. Hormel didn't have these numbers. Hormel did, put up, did not put up these numbers. Because in many ways, people feel that Hormel's food isn't as good as Campbell's soup. Right. Um, but you love Hormel. We know that. We, no, we've no, I have to tell you. I, had, I, made the, I made the hash on Friday, and I made yeah. the, uh, and I made the yeah. chili and because my, I was having a fight with my wife. I said, listen, number one, let's, let's just eat. I mean, it's going to be great. And she said, this has so much salt in it, I can't eat it. Mm. Why didn't you buy Campbell's? I'll eat anything Campbell's. No kidding. Yeah, I was shocked. Anything Campbell's chili. So you know what we ended up having instead of uh, the chili? Tell me. Two boxes of Milano's. <laughs> there you go. You went in for a lot more the, than the two. Christmas Milano's. Yeah. Well, it's mostly my wife doing the Milano. Oh, here oh, you go again. Geez, throwing no, the wife under the bus. That came, the next that, thing you know, he's no. going to be talking about that she Baconator. Went she went to McDonald's on Monday. <laughs> she said it was good as gold. She loved McDonald's. I, we got to talk to her. What? She's not eating well. What? Boxes McDonald's? of Milano's and McDonald's? It's beverage. Guys, um, getting back to the market, shows that Tesla continue to be weaker, even than the group, down again a bit today. Although well, we've yeah, seen but a, we heard that they might have to way, cut we, price Saganagi, your buddy Saganagi. So we've seen a rebound in, in, uh, in some of the shares. I also wanted to point out, not just Tesla shares, which are down less than a percent this morning, but I don't know if you guys have seen Lucid. It takes me way back to the SPAC craze. Remember when Lucid was CCIV? This was prior, of course, to the deal. So under which Michael Klein, Michael Klein, uh, got uh, remember got the Saudis, yep. made it all happen, 
and Lucid Shares. Oh, I, mean, I look drove at that. one. I drove one. It was. You can I go back even 80. further than that because when it was CCIV, and, and did you it see? is now below. The reason I point this out is because it's below the SPAC price. Remember, ten bucks. Right. And it is now below that. This was one of the. Um, the SPAC disaster. Peerless, let's call it, in terms of uh, you know the SPACs and the value it created for some period of time. How about all the LIDAR SPACs? Yeah. How about but, the crypto spec? Um, meanwhile, I, you know, Klein may have sold most of his shares. So. Oh, so he did good. good. Well I done was for him. That he might not do well. I know you were very worried about him. I, as he's poised so to take over better. the leadership of the, CSFB. The farcical nature of this. This was like what what the Kulaks were like when 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 Lenin was in style. Lenin, Lenin would look at this and say, oh, "Listen, these people are making way too." Lenin. Talking about Lenin. Yeah, why not? But, I mean, why wouldn't you well, be talking about would Lenin? Be, he would be like, okay, be this is what capital, This is late-stage capitalism. When Getty Images uh, it opens it, it's at 33 and now it's at $5. Okay, I mean, this is late-stage capitalism. Some people made a lot of money, and a lot of other people didn't do anything. That's true. Well, uh, Lucid still has a $14.5 billion market value. We've both been well, in the car. I know you feel like I, I like yeah, it. I know. Yeah. I just had a back operation. He went 80, and he threw me. And I had to immediately go right back to the back talk. But it was all right. It's just my back. Uh, your point about uh, Bernstein, though, they did say that they believe Tesla has a demand issue now. I know. Uh, that's that's like been Tony's. What, okay, what show is he coming on to say that? That'll be reverberated all day. Your love for Tony knows no bounds, does it? I think he does a great job. I just, I think he's getting the seven. Is he getting the seven? Seven. The seven. I don't know if he's getting the seven. You don't think he's getting the seven? I don't know. The seven? Well, after my show. Oh, the seven. Oh, the seven. Is there a new Tesla model that no, I don't I know about? Thank seven. you. That's where I thought he was going <laughs> no, to. No, I thought the, like seven, the seven, eight. I don't know. He might be. Maybe he's going to be with um, uh, Mr. Wonderful. Maybe he's going to be uh, like a co-judge. Sure. I don't know. Tony and Mr. Wonderful. As long as he gets his benefits, because, man, i got to tell you, it's $10,000 for my kids now for health care. Today's the last Bible the way, and we just finished yet yeah, open yes, enrollment. enrollment. You ever do open enrollment? Y- yes, I do, it every, you. I do it every year. It'll, no, no, you can't. That's something you do when you're older. I'm not sure what I'm doing it for because all you do is end up paying medical bills endlessly. Now, how about oil? We haven't touched oil. The downgrades in oil are incredible. At the same time that our president made a deal to supply a huge amount of natural gas to the United Kingdom. Coterra is taken to a cell. Now, Coterra, which my travel trust owns, is one of the single, maybe the best, lowest cost producer of natural gas in this country. Doesn't matter. Because why? Because when it was going up, they were recommending it, and now it's going down, so they're taking it to a cell. City. City takes it to a cell. When it was going higher, a buy. Now, what is this? I mean, this is like bad odds making in, in the NFL. Well, they've been winning. Let's take them. David, there's more to it than that. Tell me what 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 we're missing. This is the old Cabot Oil and Gas and okay. Simrex. Yes. One of the greatest companies out there. It has an amazing dividend. And people are saying, well, wait a second. They're not going to be able to pay that because prices have come down. They can't make the 10% yield. Uh, it sells at five times earnings. And now it's being downgraded. I, I question that. To me, that seems ill-advised. It's quizzical. It's interesting, especially since City's been directionally correct on crude. I know. Uh, Ed Morse was talking about 70 months ago. What so now? Why now? Uh, I happen to I happen to think I think Kotara should be bought. I think it's an incredibly well-run company. That should matter. Diamondback is an incredibly well-run company. 
I think that people are not even paying any attention to whether a company's well run. They're just saying there's inflation. I've got to sell. And that is that's bad. That's not in, that's not investing. I don't know what it is, but it's not investing. Uh, we have found some green arrows, though, this morning. Uh, back to the flat line at 39.45. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, I want to note, though, we rallied uh, on pre-open when the productivity numbers came out better than expected. Uh, unit labor costs were lower. Uh, bond yields turned lower. The 10-year yield, 3.46, that's the lowest since mid-September. So uh, we're, we're flattish today, but we came off of the lows uh, on those productivity numbers at 8.30. Take a look at the sectors. Generally a little more risk on, although the banks are weak again today. So ARK Innovation was up slightly. Uh, it's now flat. Uh, Vanek uh, Semiconductors, SMH, which is a good risk on indicator, was up. Now it's flattish. Metals and mining also up. That's another interesting risk on one. It's the banks that have generally been weak this week, and some of them are pretty bad uh, moving to the downside. We've seen six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent declines in some of the banks today. So, Fifth Third uh, just presented over at the Goldman Sachs Financial Conference. Uh, and deposits, expected them to grow into 2023. Generally positive comments, maybe a little bit of slowing in certain areas. Uh, Zion's at a new 52-week low. They presented uh, 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 recently, and uh, that's uh, just been straight down for the last several days. M&T Bank, uh, that's down 8%. They're releasing some numbers. They're going to be uh, reporting a little bit later this morning at the Goldman Sachs conference, but they seem to indicate that net interest income is going to be a bit lower than expected for the fourth quarter. I think that's the reason it's down 8%. Bank of America, uh, you see down about 1%. Citigroup is going to be presenting later. Let me just give you the rundown of who's talking at this, because there's a lot of focus uh, on uh, these banks these days. So Fifth Third just spoke. Uh, Huntington's going to be at 920. They're in the process right now doing the presentation. Regions at 10. U.S. Bank Corp is a little bit uh, after that. Uh, Citigroup will be at 1120. MTB is later. Blackstone's going to be at uh, 1220. Uh, Steve Schwartzman will hear from him as well. He'll be on our air talking about that. Overall, while there was a lot of focus on the negative yesterday, uh, most of the time I heard what I would call cautious but not gloomy comments from this Goldman Sachs conference. Uh, American Express talked about record travel travel bookings. The consumer was strong. The Bank of America CEO talked about travel strong. He did say the rate of growth for the consumer was slowing a little bit, but I wouldn't call that overly gloomy. Alibank said they're expecting soft to mid-landing on the economy. In other words, not a hard landing. PNC said Loan demand was softening, but they only forecasted a mild recession. Capital One said the consumer was in a strikingly good place. That's a quote. So overall, I would call this cautious, but not overly pessimistic. As for where we are right now, the Powell mini boomlet that we had, remember we went to 4,100, Carl, uh, on Powell last week, uh, all completely back down again. Uh, and a lot of people felt that there was no particular reason for us to rally on the Powell comments last week. Carl, back to you. Uh, Bob, thanks. Bob Pisani. Quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Kramer. You can sign up and find out a lot more at this site, cnbc.com slash join the club. Or you can use the QR code on the screen. It takes you straight there. As we go to break, let's check bonds this morning. Got yields down pretty much across the board on the wake of the um, week, weaker than expected data out of China. Uh, two year below 4.3. Be right back. I guess we're giving you a tutorial, David. Is that what this uh, cluster is all about? Oh, thank you. Oh, my God, there it is. <laughs> Do you really get the cars? Like, is it yes, advertising or is it yes, an actual? Yes, you get the car. You go and you. Really? I got the car. I didn't thank like you. it. I sent it back. Right. You can't I send did. back a can of Coke. I, I wasn't following Jim as often as the case, but clearly he was talking about this. At one time, we had tobacco machines. We had 
<laughs> I mean, would you go get a car and a machine like that? No, no, why not? You can take it back. <laughs> now with David up to speed. Yeah. Now that I'm feeling good about it. Dude, now they're going to put out a lemon Unfortunately, the bankruptcy. Take out a lemon. Yes. Is possible. Oh, my God, David. That's is not good. Is there are things that he doesn't know about culture. We'll get stop trading with Jim in a moment. Just wanted to come back quickly on Lucid, which I mentioned earlier, the stock of which is down. Uh, I, you know, I talked about the recent weakness in it and mentioned that Michael Klein, remember the sponsor of CCIV, the original SPAC that did the deal, uh, may have been selling stock. Uh, that is incorrect. I want to clarify that. Uh, it's my understanding he's under a lockup that continues and so has not been a seller. Uh, guys, just wanted to share that. Absolutely. It's important. Jim, what's tonight? Okay, so I like to do a show periodically that wows David. So I have Campbell Soup. I have Norfolk Southern. And then I decided to book Pinterest because they've got a nice. you know, new shareholder there. And Wow. Yeah, the right. Elliott deal Elliot. where they installed a new director. Right. So I just felt I should just wow you because the, you know, I, uh, yesterday Squawk had uh, 17 former uh, CEO, uh, dead CEOs they even had. No, they great had a great CEOs. lineup yesterday. Yep, they had President Grant. He's on the 50. They had him too. <laughs> They did a great job. Yeah, they I think did. They were, I think they were happy no. to be on the and road I, as And well. I was that's incredibly what, jealous, and that's who I am. And it's never going to change by this point. No, at this point, you're always going to be that person. I am. That's, yeah. just sometimes you have to know yourself. Jim, we'll see you at 6. Mad Money, of course, 6 p.m. Cincinnati. Eastern time. Coming up next hour, uh, don't miss David's exclusive with Paramount's Bob Backish as we've been swirling in and out of the green. Dow's down 65. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.